Servus und willkommen to yet another episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. This is your Schnitzel, and I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's latest exciting 4-1 thriller of a win against Kreuterfurt. And I don't even know where to start. I feel so happy that we managed to grab our first win after a stretch of two games without any wins, featuring one painful loss and a draw against Salzburg in the Champions League. This game was a breath of fresh air, but it didn't start that way actually. Let's start by analyzing the formation in the first half. So Bayern Munich started with a different formation to the one they started against Salzburg and against Bochum. This time it was a 4-2-3-1 again, like back to a 4-2-3-1 and you know much to the happiness and the excitement of many Bayern Munich fans and I need no name, Fergus, Teddy and many others from you know Bavarian Football Works. So we have this exciting setup, a 4-2-3-1 that can also morph into a 4-4-2 or a 3-4-2-1 depending on how the team structures itself during the game. Sven Ulreich in goal, Benjamin Pavard, Theo Tupamakano, Luca Hernandez and Omar Richards in defense and Omar Richards finally got a start and I was so happy because I really really wanted to see him on the pitch. What point, you know, is uh what's the point, I'm sorry, of signing a superb left back as a backup for one of the best left backs in the world if you're not going to use him at any point during the season. Omar Richards, I felt deserved the start after so many games of not featuring, you know, on the pitch at all. So I was very very thrilled to see him. And Quentin Tolisso and Joshua Kimmich in midfield. Of course, Tolisso hasn't been very great lately, but I suppose Nagelsmann wanted to give him yet another chance to see if he can regain that mojo that he, you know, displayed two to three games ago. And then the attack was interesting because I think Kingsley Coman and Serge Gnabry were both having minor issues, uh, probably with, you know, fatigue or with a minor injury. So it was... Marcel Zabitzer, Thomas Müller and Leroy Zane behind Lewandowski. And I think it was Marcel Zabitzer as a winger and I was super disappointed to see him in that position, but I was excited because he did get his first start for Bayern and it has been an agonizing wait. As a fan of Marcel Zabitzer from his RB Leipzig days, actually I've been following him since his time at, you know, Salzburg and Wien, so it's been quite a while since, you know, I have actually wanted to see Zabitza play for Bayern and you know it's it, it was just very very good to see him start after such a long time of just being a sideline player bench warmer and an occasional late game substitute Zabitza on the wing I I just felt you know we could just see where this goes obviously Thomas Müller would you know change positions with him as the game progressed but there was a good chance that Zabitza could you know shift into the middle of the park or the middle of the midfield positions or in the right and right half spaces and as we all know Zabitzer can also play as an inverted winger he has done that for Austrian for Leipzig so i just felt you know we could see where this goes thomas miller as usual in his 10 position leroy zani at left wing the place where he is the most lethal at and robert landowski up front who else and it was a very interesting setup. Greuther Furt were set up in a 
1-3-2 morphing into a 4-3-1-2 diamond formation and it was basically designed to counter Bayern's press, Bayern's attack, overwhelming attack I should say. And it was Hergota and leveling up front with Dudziak playing as a lone central attacking midfielder. Timothy Tillman from the Bayern News campus who made the move to Firth and Seguin in the midfield positions and Christiansen anchoring this midfield and a defensive four which basically had one goal in mind and that was stifle Bayern's attack basically mark Lewandowski out of the game and just pray to God that was more or less it and teams recently have been quite successful marking out Lewandowski they just concentrate you know, on putting three to four defenders on just marking that one man because they kind of know Bayern Munich's whole game plan. They know the cheat and that is carry the ball up to the final third and try and somehow get it to the feet of Lewandowski and expect a miracle or some sort of an amazing outrageous goal, a very clean finish or something of that sort. So if you know who your opposition's best player is and if you know that that person is capable of scoring multiple goals every single game, every single week, then the best and I would suppose the first thing you would start off with in a game sheet, in a tactics, uh, you know, in the planning of the game would be to mark that man out. So as as with every other Bundesliga team, Grotefurt focused on marking Lewandowski out and the first half was pretty agonizing from a goal perspective because Bayern generated a f- quite a few chances but they failed to score goals and that was in part due to Thomas Müller. Now I'm sorry if this might offend some of you guys listening, you know, I need no name, Teddy Son, Fergus and so many of the other Thomas Müller fans out there. I am a huge fan of him as well but what I'm not is a fanboy which is different because you have all these fanboys out there who just you know, defend their messiah or their, you know, their god figure, you know, with all their might and with all their final life and breath and they would never ever let anyone criticize the player but I suppose Thomas Miller does deserve a fair share of criticism for our first half performance because he was abysmal at the center attacking position. He actually kind of stifled some of Bayern's attacks weirdly in a way because like Zabitzer got himself into some really good positions. He sent in some good shots and he tried to generate chances and Thomas Miller just found himself awkwardly blocking many of those shots and, you know, subduing those chances. And I was kind of surprised because you would expect Thomas Miller to maybe accentuate a pass or like maybe produce some magic out of a Zabitzer pass or maybe maybe divert Zabitzer shots towards goal leading to a goal or a goal scoring opportunity but he did the opposite he deflected the ball away and it was a weird thing to see I felt like Zabitzer and Müller were getting into the sort of similar spaces throughout the first half and Zabitzer was quite isolated at the right side of you know the midfield because he is not a winger and he is kind of slow he's not quick at all and we missed that kind of pace that we've seen from Komen and dare I say Serge Gnabry in the wings so that was somewhat annoying to watch, but the midfield structure looked much, much better. Bayern were pressing from the get-go. Joshua Kimmich was uncharacteristically off with his passing. He wasn't as good, but the defense was really good. 
Omar Richards was impressive and I was super, super happy with his showing. It was like really, really good. And I think he should start, you know, from now on. And in Davies' absence, we have always lacked a proper left back and, you know, someone who can carry the ball forward and also help with defensive duties. And Omar Richards seems to be just that kind of player. Luca Hernandez had a fantastic first half. He was brilliant. He basically ensured that Greuterfurt's chances were limited to, you know, shots from outside the box. He was just all over the defensive area and he chipped in with some really fantastic tackles. And then his partner in defense, Upamakano, also had a very, very good showing in the first half. Very strong with his challenges, right position at the right time. And, you know, I couldn't believe my own eyes when I saw him passing so well, defending so well. It seemed like a different player. But then again, uh, Greuterfurt don't have, you know, attackers that can really, you know, torment Bayern's defense. Maybe not attackers of Bochum's caliber. Haha, <laughs> Bochum, you know. <laughs> the great VfL Bochum the, and their amazing attackers like Gerrit Holtmann, who's like world class in double quotes. Anyways, uh, Greuterfurt's attacks were stifled successfully by the defense. Bonjamin Pava had a pretty solid showing as well. But I have to say, I was very disappointed with Furt's style of play from the very beginning. It seemed like the coach had drilled only one thing into them, and that was to use all the dark arts possible to kind of try and waste time, get loads of time off the clock, fake injuries, try and push, shove, punch, buy players, and just try and injure them, try and delay as much as possible, and somehow try and score a goal out of a counter-attacking opportunity. This was basically Kovac, Niko Kovac's tactics 101 or maybe even Diego Simeone's tactics. And it was like really uncharacteristic of a team of Greuterfurt's stature who are not really known to play this, you know, rough and this ugly. And they, they honestly just kind of ma- piss me off sometimes, especially because the referee was on their side the entire first half, giving them all sorts of calls and not giving Bayern... You know, the fouls that they had earned and not punishing Bochum defenders for just slaughtering Lewandowski whenever possible, just bringing him down for no reason, just toying with our attackers. And Thomas Miller was brought down in the first half, for example, in the penalty box, and that just went unnoticed. He, You know, he, he was dragged down. And the refereeing was kind of Premier League-level refereeing, which is an, an absolute disgrace. That is the worst insult you can get as a referee. And... That says a lot because this is not the level of refereeing we expect from the Bundesliga and this was just worthy of, you know, a jersey swap or even a douchebag of the day award for all the refs out there. They should really do better in in, in games, in Bundesliga games in general, not just Bayern games, but this this was abysmal. That being said, Grotefurt really annoyed Bayern's attack. They limited Bayern's chances, stifled Lewandowski, just choked that attack and obviously, if you have, you know, very few chances in the box, very few crosses inside, Leroy Zane was having an uncharacteristic off game. He wasn't, you know, very sharp up front and he looked kind of lazy, which brings me PTSD because he was kind of lazy and annoying during the flick era. So I hope he's not regressing back to that state because he's been phenomenal this season, but this game he wasn't so good. With that being said, I think the midfield and the attack, uh, they pressed the team pretty well. They just couldn't get that final ball, that finishing touch to put the game to bed. 
And then came Greuterfurt's goal out of nowhere, off a free kick. It was unfortunate, a deflection of Marcel Zabitzer, who was having a brilliant game till then. The ball went in and Furt were just like that, up 1-0. And it seemed like Bayern was heading towards another embarrassing result after two other embarrassing results. And there was not much to look forward to till the second half came into play. Obviously, a lot of anxiety among Bayern fans, including myself, because you just can't have Bayern having such a poor run of form over a span of three to four games because that's not what this club stands for. This is FC Bayern München. This is the best or at least one of the best football clubs in the world. And on their day, they can beat just about anyone. So I hoped that Nagelsmann would make the right decisions in halftime, make substitutions if necessary, just to bring back a good result. And at halftime, the formation changed, actually. He brought in Chupa Moting. And uh, I think right before halftime, Corentin Tuliso was also injured. So Serge Gnabry came in and I had my heart in my mouth because Gnabry has been like shit the past few games. He has been absolutely, you know, terrible. Not worth mentioning at all. And I don't think... I was even pondering selling that guy. That's how bad he was. Like, I wanted Bayern Munich to probably just sell him if he gets 60 million or above for him. And that tells a lot because Serge Gnabry has been such a pivotal part of our attack for some time now. But his performances this season have left a lot to be desired. So, I was not very happy with that. But... Then again, Zabitzer could move to his preferred spot in midfield. So that was the silver lining in all of this. And uh, Serge Gnabry was not very bad, actually. But more on that later, because that impact was seen in the second half. So the substitution was Chupa Moting came in. And I think uh, it was Omar Richards subbed out, yeah, if I remember correctly. So it was two strikers and back to the defensive three that so many of, you know, are followers and so many of the people in the BFW community fear and loathe so much. But it was very solid. It was Luca Hernandez, Upamecano and Benjamin Pavard for the next 15 to 20 minutes with Niklas Zula coming in after. But then just less than a minute into the half, Robert Landowski scores a goal and it was just brilliant. I think Nagelsmann gave some really, really good locker room speeches and drilled the players to create chances and kind of gave them a very clear-cut strategy just to pressure the offense and just go in with wave after wave of attacking options and that's exactly what Bayern did. There were five to six players in the attack all the time and they were full-on offensive and it started with a wonderful ball over the top of Furt's midfield and attack uh, sorry midfield and defense by Upamecano who was really really good then and uh, Serge Gnabry made a fantastic run kept the ball in play passed it it was chested off Chupa Moting and fell onto the path of Lewandowski who cannot miss from that range from up close so a goal for Lewandowski parity restored 1-1 and the game was on and Gwerthefurt started their time wasting again they tried to salvage a goal the defense was very solid, so we kept them from scoring anymore. And then, 15 minutes into the half, Greuterfurt conceded another of an own goal of a very, very good Thomas Miller cross that would have been a goal either way because it would have fallen to Lewandowski who would have slotted it right in. So it was sent in and it was basically 2-1, just like that. And it seemed like Bayern was getting their mojo back. This was more like Bayern 
getting in the crosses, producing chances, having a clear-cut goal of passing to Lewandowski or Chupomoting and utilizing those chances instead of taking too much time on the ball. Gnabry was doing quite a lot of it at the early stages. He was hogging the ball, just dribbling around aimlessly, but he was improved. He, he, he started to improve on that as the second half progressed. Zabitzer was much more active in midfield and his passing was pretty good. He was dynamic. He had quite a few shots blocked and it was unfortunate because some of them rebounded off Bayern players, which is an absolute shame because he could have scored a few belters today. And uh, overall, the second half was much better. I would say Leo Zane was, wasn't great in the second half either, but he probably just had an off game. He was tired, I think. Fatigue catches to some players, you know. And Yozo Kimish looked better in the second half, definitely. Luca Hernandez was subbed off, Niklas Zula came in and Zula was fantastic on the pitch. He was brilliant and he catalyzed our victory, in fact, with his runs, you know, up front, with his through balls, with his crosses and the way he assisted Lewandowski's second, which was a thing of beauty. It was really, really wonderful to watch. So, off a corner, we scored off a set piece, which is another thing to note because we haven't been doing that lately and, you know, it was such a pleasure, such a joy to watch us finally score off a set piece. I think it was Yozua Kimish who took the corner, I'm not entirely sure, but it fell right on Zula's head, or rather Zula headed it into the box and Robert Lewandowski was right there. He dives into the air, sent in a glancing header, slotted it right in the perfect placement, perfect power and precision as we can expect from a target man and up we were three goals to one that was just fantastic like what a wonderful goal sequence and props to Niklas Zula for that fantastic assist and that just you know makes me feel more sad because he's he's leaving us this summer and it's just terrible to lose a defender of such quality and stature to our direct Bundesliga rivals and that's just even more painful but anyways, uh, I guess the point of this is to celebrate the victory, not to lament over future pains. That being said, we shortly produced our fourth goal, courtesy of Eric Maxim Chupomoting, who is proving to be the GOAT of, you know, substitute players, the GOAT of subs, because he's just been phenomenal this season coming off the bench. So many goals and assists in such short spans of time. I think he might have the most goals slash assist ratio in Europe per 90 minutes. That's just insane this season because of how productive he is in the very, very, you know, small appearances he gets. And he scored a goal off a Gnabry assist. And I couldn't really understand what happened to Gnabry. I didn't even, you know, know if it was the same player because it was so weird watching him assist again when that man has just been so bad recently. I think it was something to do with Nagelsmann's tactics and advice and the players all feeling, you know, pissed off and kind of annoyed at these disappointing results lately and they just wanted to come back. And when Bayern gets into that rhythm, when Bayern is cornered, you know that you wouldn't want to bet against them. You wouldn't want to fight against this team because a cornered Bayern, a wounded Bayern is just really, really dangerous. So that kind of sums up the performance and uh, Paul Wanner had a substitute appearance. Mark Rook had it too. Nothing noteworthy because it was just five minutes each, but they were pretty solid the way they played. And I don't think there's much to write home about, but I would like to see more of them in the future as well. But overall, a really, really, really good victory. 
I guess the three at the back holds some merit because that was what was played in the second half and it was brilliant. Didn't allow a single goal. And it could be a viable option to employ a sort of a hybrid in the future. Maybe four at the back on one half, three at the back in, the, in another half, or maybe just change it midway. But this sort of tactical flexibility is definitely helpful to Bayern. We cannot be a one-trick pony. We have to also learn to use the players to the benefit of the squad and to the detriment of the opponent, which is what Bayern is doing at the moment. And I'm happy with Nagelsmann's substitutions this time. He made them at the right time. He set up the team for a victory. And even though the first half was quite lackluster, the second half more than made up for it. We had a much higher XG. We deserved to win. So many chances created. So many goals, a 4-1 victory, winning by a three-goal margin. This feels like the FC Bayern that we know, and it's good to be back. And I guess I should end end this part on a high note because that is just you know how things are looking like looking at uh, looking like right now. And I think you're better watch out if Bayern continues to play this way because this was super attractive, and I hope this can continue in the future. Of course, I'm not saying that this is how things will be because things can change in the blink of an eye and Nagelsmann could go back to, you know, starting a stubborn three-winger formation again. But hopefully he doesn't do that because this was what, you know, a good display is all about. It's just sticking to certain game plans, certain strategies, certain fundamentals, I should say but also making use of your rotation players, the substitute players, and making sure you're making the right substitutions that can impact the game. So overall, I would award Nagelsmann a B plus for this game because he did a much better job than in previous games and he got a very good result against a finicky opponent who were kind of disgraceful at times the way they played. It was just super scumbag style football. You know, just going all in the challenges, being super rough, wasting time, just terrible. It was like seeing Eintracht Frankfurt and Nico Kovac all over again. And, uh, you know, a big boo to the referees who were just terrible. Just abysmal. The quality should be better in the next few games if, you know, the Bundesliga is not to go in the same path that the Premier League went. With that being said, I suppose that's the end of the pod. I've summed up everything and I hope... This is how Bayern continues in the coming weeks. That being said, feel free to give us your feedback in the comments. We really appreciate your support. We love you all. Thank you for listening in. Make sure to like, rate, share and subscribe on any podcasting platform that you listen to us on. Be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything at all. And shout out to everyone out there, including the aliens who are listening to us. It is a pleasure, you know, being with you guys again and hope to see you soon. Also, stay tuned to our articles on Bavarian Football Works. Uh, until next time, it will be bye from me, Schnitzer. Also, vielen Dank und auf Wiedersehen.